Let's, let's say a quick word of prayer before we dive in. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word you've given to us, that we live under the, the authority of, of you and your truth. It informs us of who you are. It transforms us into who you're making us to be. It tells us all about you. We love you, Father. And uh, just guide us this today, that, you, that we'd leave this time together a little bit more like you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I'm going to put up on the screen here in just a second, we're going to put on the screen one at a time some pictures. And this is what I want you to do. When you see one, when, as we go through them, if you don't like what is on the screen, just stay seated. Just stay where you're at. If you like it, I want you to stand. If you love it, I want you to go, <laughs> oh, that was, oh, wow. Sorry, sorry. And, and even if you want to get really cheesy, just go, I love it, I love it, I want some more, uh, whatever, I don't care, just something other than just standing. Is that a deal? Because if you're not willing to do that, you don't really love it, okay? All right, so let's, let's put some pictures. Let's go with the first one. I, I have three kids, two of them are in junior high, and 98% of my paycheck goes to that right there. All right, next one. All right, hey, I love broccoli covered in cheese. Okay. Next one. I saw, I saw some of the, the guy counselors going, I want to stand, but my buddy's looking. All right. Those are really the most annoying things you could ever love. Okay. Next. That's liver and onions. Liver and onions. All right. Do you really love liver and onions? Because you just made a custom order for lunch for you, all right? All right. All right. Could you even tell that was liver and onions if I didn't tell you? Yeah. Uh. All right, next and last. All right, have a seat. You know what? I'm with you. I love the Heartland staff also. They are amazing. Yeah. All right. So, so a lot of those things... A lot of us said that we love them. We throw that word love around a lot. Like, oh, I just, I, girl, I just love your shoes. Uh, oh, that, that, that jacket, where'd you get it? I love it. Or, dude, don't you love, like, bacon and, like, meat? I love it. Right? So we just, we love, love, love. Everything's love. And, and we throw around that, that word so much that sometimes it loses the true weight of its meaning because we just are loving everything. So, in fact... Some of us, maybe we don't even know what love really is. Maybe we really don't. We use the word a lot, but we don't understand love. I remember I was in love with this girl. Her name was Jana. And I was, it was, a, yeah, I was, it was a summer between my sixth grade year and my seventh grade year. So obviously, I knew a lot about love, right? And so she was the granddaughter of my Sunday school teacher, and she would come every summer and, and she would visit. 
and she'd stay the summer with her granddaughter, and I'd, I'd get to hang out with her and all of that. And so um, she comes, and I remember that summer when she gets out of her, grand, her grandmother's car, for, and I see her for the first time, something was different. She gets out of the car, and like this golden shaft of light came out of the sky and shone down on her, and she got out, and everything around me was moving at full speed, but she got out of the car, and her hair was slow motion, just, and I was like, purdy, and, and then she had this smile that, that just dimmed the sun, it was so bright, and her eyes just, when her, blue, her blue piercing eyes, and just, man, my heart was pounding, my palms were sweaty, I felt flushed, you know, and so I was hanging out with, trying to hang out with her as much as I could all summer. And then we went away to summer camp for a week. And she was going to go with us. And we went to, to this Christian camp that's not far from here. It's called Heartland Camp. And I can't picture little Brian here at Heartland Camp. And uh, I got to come up here from, I was eight years old all the way through now. And so um, we came up here to, to camp. And all week long, I was trying to find ways to talk to her. You know, like just going up to her going, hey, hey, Jenna, it's... Uh, so it's Wednesday, because <laughs> I was smooth that way, right? I bought her a teddy bear in the coffee shop and, and, and had the, did what any courageous man would do. I had my buddy give it to her for me. And, and, and then just finding opportunities, and then it's the last night of camp. And we're going to have Victory Circle, the bonfire out in the ball field. And we're standing around in this ball field, around the fire in a big circle, and I'm like, man, this is, this is my chance. This is my chance. This is the last chance where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold her hand. I'm going to hold her hand. I'm going to hold her hand. Right? So we're, gonna, we're standing there. She's on this side of me. My buddy is on this side of me. Okay? So imagine this. And we've got our eyes closed. They told us to close our eyes. We're singing. We're praying. I was so much in my head, I didn't even hear the pastor talking anymore. I just heard myself. And I was just going, come on. Okay, move, hand. Move. Move. Hand, move. I was trying to get the courage to just go, you know, like a smooth guy would, right? Just, I couldn't get my hand to move, and I'm sitting there, and I'm so in the moment, and I'm screaming at myself, come on, man, so, this time's almost over, grab her hand, and I couldn't move. And then it happened. Standing there, I'm so in my head, I don't even know what's going on, and the magical moment, I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, she grabbed my hand. And I was like, woo yeah! God, you guys ever see that show, Elf? You see, you see Elf? All right, and he comes in. That's what my heart was saying. I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, right? And I'm like, she loves me too. She loves me too. So I open my eyes, and I see a whole, our hands holding together. And I look up with this goofy, goofy grin smile, and I'm like, she loves me. And then I turn, and I look around Victory Circle. And everybody is holding hands. I wasn't listening, and the pastor said, grab the hands next to you, and there was no way my buddy was going to hold my hand. And he didn't grab my other hand, so I thought it was just on her, and everybody was holding hands. And I went, shoo! I felt that big. I was like, shattered, no! And the next day came the friend talk. You're such a good friend, Brian. But that didn't deter me because I knew one day we were going to get married. One day. Oh, story will continue here in a minute. All right. See, the truth, the truth was is I didn't know what love was. My heart pounding, my sweaty palms, my, my being flushed and warm. 
I felt the same way. I had the same response when I would look at a double-double from in and out right? So it wasn't love, but it was a, a desire, like a, a lustful physical desire. Like it just, I was confused. No idea what love was. And we want to look at our theme verse for the weekend. And let's say it all together. Ready? Ready? Mark. There. Good job. Good job. We can read. All right. So we are going to look at our theme verse in order to understand, uh, to, uh, we, we have to, in order to understand how to love God with all of our, our soul and with all of our mind and all of our strength. We really need to understand what love is. What is, what is love? So the, the meaning of love in this context, in this scripture. So the Bible wasn't originally written in English, right? So the Greek word for love used here was agapeo, or you may have heard the word agape love before. You guys may have heard some of your pastors talk about that before. And the meaning of that love is to take pleasure and to value more than anything else, to, to be unwilling to abandon it to, 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 or unwilling to do without it, to welcome it, to, to long for it. That's what that love is. And we oftentimes, we boil love down to just an emotion, right? And I get that because I was in junior high just a couple years ago, right? Like I told you. And I remember Jana from my story that I was in love with. Well, guess what? I was in love with her so much. I knew I was going to marry her. And then after summer camp, I, I went back to school and then I met Iris. And I was like, Jana who? Because <laughs> it wasn't really love. It wasn't really love. It was this fleeting moment, this fleeting emotion that could change on a whim with circumstances. And I abandoned my love for Janet because it was just emotional. Now, there is this romantic love called Eros, right? And boy, I'm glad that it's not the only kind of love. I'm glad that that romantic love is not the only kind of love because sure, my wife, she Eroses me. She has that romantic gooey gooey feeling for me once in a while. We've been married 21 years, right? And uh, I mean, I'm no fool. She doesn't always have that romantic love towards. I mean, take a good look at this, right? Like she doesn't roll over every morning, wake up, and go hubba hubba, right? But she she rolls over and goes, oh yeah, that's right. And so, but her love for me is unconditional, and and, and it's she's not going to abandon it because it, it, she, we live in this covenant of marriage, and she she is my sister in Christ, and so there is that eros, romantic love in our marriage, but also there's that agape, she agapes me, where it's without condition, and she's not going to, the emotion, she's not writing emotionally, but she's, she is committed, and she's in there, and God loves us this way. He loves you unconditionally, and here's the cool thing about God. God can't love you any more or any less than he does right now. Did you guys know that? You heard that before? Like, you can't do something that will make God love you more. Like you, you, there's things you do in his relationship that he will delight in you more, right? He'll delight in that relationship with you, but he's not going to love you more. And then there's the flip side of that. You can't do anything to make God love you any less either. You, you just can't do it. And, and here's the sad, the sad truth, though, is, is that not everyone goes to heaven. If someone dies outside of a relationship with Jesus and their sins weren't covered by his blood, they didn't have forgiveness, they had died in their sins, they didn't have a relationship with, with Jesus, that God, they're not headed to eternal life. 
But God loves them. He still loves them. That doesn't happen outside of his love for them. He still loves them. But his justice, because God is just, and there's a price that needs to be paid for our sins. And we're going to talk more about that tonight. And, and he's holy. So his justice and his holiness, he demands that his wrath it gets paid against these sins. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't love his creation. Because the only way to life is through Jesus. But when we're walking in a relationship with Jesus and we're adopted into the family of God and we're God's children, our relationship to him changes. And all of those promises of, of hope and peace to be made whole, to be redeemed, to be sanctified, to become more like him, to receive an eternal life, all of those promises are now ours. That's our new inheritance that we get to inherit. And that's an amazing thing. That's how much God loves us. And even in his discipline of us, sometimes he's a great father and I mess up and he's going to discipline me. And when he disciplines me in life, it's because he loves me. It's never outside of his, of his love. Because we talked about last night, God is love, right? It's who he is. He's incapable of being unloving. But the, the love that we respond to God with in his love, when he loves us, we love God because he loved us first. The love that we respond to God with is not an emotional love. It is way better than that. It's way bigger than that. It is this deep desire for him above all else, everything else in life. We desire God. That's the type of love that we should have towards him, that we desire him more than anything else, that no matter what, that we would never abandon God. We would never turn from him. We would never walk away from him. So now we have this understanding of just a little bit small few minutes here of, of looking at love. So now we're going to talk about what it means to, to do so with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. So what is our heart? Now, you guys, do you guys know, I'm going to do, how many of you guys are husbands? Or, or men dating somebody, okay? Okay, I'm going to do you a favor right now. You're going, to, you're going to appreciate me. Monday is Valentine's Day. Okay, I know most of you forgot, right? So you've got a few little runway here. I already got my wife a card. It's an adorable card, and it has a heart on the, on the front of it. You guys want to see a picture of it? All right, let's put it up. Here's the card I got her. Man. <laughs> that is so, so romantic. Nothing says I love you more than I love you with all of my blood pump. <laughs> that is, man, that's, okay, that's a drawing, by the way. It's not a real one, just so you know. So uh, you can take that down if you need to. So the, the heart is the center of us physically, right? It's the center uh, of our body physically. But here, it, the meaning is our heart. Our heart is our, our passions. It's our, our desires, our affections, our emotions, our will, okay? That's what our heart is. And what does it mean to love God with all of our heart? It, it, we are not to be more passionate or desire, like we said, anything else more than we desire God. It's pouring ourselves out to God, saying, God, I love you greater than everything else. In fact, Jesus says that, that, that follow me, you must hate your mother and your father, your brother, your sister. And he doesn't lead me to literally hate them. It's in comparison. There's no comparison. I love you, God, and so much that compared, everything else compared to you, it almost looks like I don't love it. That's how great my love is for you. So all of your passion, your all the most thing, your biggest desire, something that the best of your affections is reserved for, our, our will, our emotions, all of that, the, the cream of all that is, is reserved for God and for God alone and not to be shared with anyone else. So what, is it, what does that mean to love God with all of our soul? What is our soul? So many people interchange the word soul and spirit. 
But there, there is a difference. Our soul really is our ability to, to think, to feel, and so on. It's the breath of life that God gives us at, when we're created. Everyone has a soul. It, it's, it's, like, it's our humanity. But believers, followers of Jesus, we have a, we have a spirit. It's a spiritual part of us that, that comes to life when we put our faith in Jesus, and, and a spirit is how we connect and we live a life for God. It's given to us, and, and so simply to love God with all of our souls, to love God with, with, with our body, with our mind, with our behavior, uh, with everything. And you kind of see, and you might feel it's kind of repetitive, but all of these things are very, very similar because it makes up what we are, who, who we are here. So we love God with our mind. This, to me, is the hardest one. This is the hardest one for me. We're to renew our minds so that we're not focused on the things of this world, the things that aren't of God, but we're to focus on God, and we're to think about everything, and we're to filter it through. Everything we think about, we're to run through a filter of love for God, of obeying God because we love him, of his truth, of the truth of God. We're to run everything through that filter in our thought life. How I think about current events, how, how I think it should be centered on my love for God should be centered in this truth and what he said is true. How I think about, about uh, uh, um, like, for instance, one of the, probably maybe one of the, the most interesting creatures on the planet, right? Because I used to be one as a teenage boy, right? So when, when teenage boy, when we, look at, when we look at a girl, like, what do we, we're like, this is us. When we're a teenage boy, we're like, <laughs> she pretty. I, I, I want to kiss her, Birdie. <laughs> right? Teenage boy right there. But what we need to do when we love God with all of our mind and with our thoughts and how, what we think, what we would do instead is we would say, man, she's an image bearer of God. She's my sister in Christ. She's a member of the body of Christ, just like I am. I praise God for her and her life. That's loving God with my mind is how I think about things. Check out the scripture in Colossians 3, 2, and 3. It says, set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We are called to a higher way of thinking. And I'm glorifying God with my thoughts. And that's something that's hard to do because my thoughts, there's only two people in there unless I let them in. God and me. It's the most private space you have. Other than for me, my wife always seems to know what I'm thinking. I'm like, hey, what am I thinking right now? She's like, sandwiches. Man, she always knows. But that is the most private place you have, is your thoughts. So sometimes we think we can get away with it. We can run wild with our thoughts. We can think whatever we want because no one's going to know. But the one person that really matters does know, and that's God. Can, are we glorifying him? Are we honoring him? Are we loving him with our minds? The way that we're thinking. Or are we going down sin, sin-paved rabbit holes? Are we allowing hours and hours of time of our mind to be captured with the things of this world? To warp and pervert our thoughts into believing something and feeling about something that is opposite of God's truth and who he is and therefore is not loving to God. We need to protect this at all costs. Because what's up here travels to here, to our heart. And then what happens in our heart is lived out in our hands and our feet. So this is super important. 
that we protect these eyes, we protect these ears from what we absorb so that we can honor and love God with all of our minds, what we think about. It's important. Because remember, it says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. When you've given your life to Christ, you're no longer that old creation. You guys, you're a new creation. You don't have to sin anymore. You don't have to be a slave to, to thinking outside of, of God. You're not captured by that. We're free from that. We are new. We're being made new daily by God. And that is some freedom that we want to live in. And we want to make sure that even in our minds that we're living in that freedom. Because it can become a very dark place in there if we're not careful. So uh, two, you two counselors here on the end, the bearded boys, I'll call you. You guys come, grab your buddy behind you. Yeah, just stand up, stand right here. San Francisco, there you go. Sorry, I forgot your name. Just right here. Anybody ever played pointy point? Okay, this is how you play pointy point. Face each other. Go like this. Grab hands. Now put your finger out. Yep, okay. First one to touch the other person wins. Okay, on your mark. Get set, go. Did you win? Or, oh, you won? All right. You cheated? All right. Let's give him a round of applause. Woo. Hey. Seriously, because you did that in front of everybody, made yourself vulnerable, you guys can do KP again. All right. Just kidding. Your, your, your prize is uh, see Brian afterwards. He'll give you a dollar. Okay. So, so did you see the strength and effort that they were using? Did you see the look on their face? I thought they were going to, like a blood vessel was going to pop. Bam! Right? The intensity that they put into it. So using that intensity in our love for God, man, he warrants it. He warrants all of our strength. The strength is effort. The effort that we do in life, that we put into things. All of our physical strength, all that we are uh, to, to go towards God, towards glorifying him, loving God. He warrants that. We put so much strength into things that are fleeting, that are meaningless. And then we ignore using our strength to love God, to honor him and glorify him. In fact, my boys, they just, they just got a job. They're 11, they're going to be 12 next week. They're twins. They just got a job washing uh, somebody's car, a, a friend of ours uh, from our church, once a week, and he's paying them. And I tell them, I say, you need to love the Lord God with all your strength. I told them this the other day, get ready for camp. And what that means is, is you're going to use all your strength to make sure that you clean that car better than he's expecting. You vacuum every nook and cranny better than he's expecting because it pours into your testimony about how you're following the Lord, that you're a child of God, and that you're doing this with integrity and honor, that everything we do, you're doing in the name of Jesus. When I'm washing a car, I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. Anybody here do yard work? Yeah, when you're out there doing that, and you're like, oh, right? You're doing it, you need to do it, honor the Lord with your strength, and do it in the name of Jesus. No matter what we're doing, you're out there on the football field practicing, baseball field, volleyball, soccer, whatever, you're using your effort, your strength, you're going to conduct it in a way to what? Show that you are a lover of God. And you're going to love God through your actions and through your strength and with everything that you are at all times. So in a nutshell, what our theme verse is teaching us is that we're to love God with every part of who we are. So many times we compartmentalize it. We compartmentalize uh, how much we love God in this area. Hey, God, I love you in my, in my, with my heart. I love you uh, with, my, with my soul and doing well, but my mind, 
that's mine. I'm keeping that. I'm not giving that up. My thoughts, I'm kind of enjoying what's going on in there. Yeah, because sometimes sin is fun or sometimes not doing what you want me to do is fun. No, I'm not going to give you that. But he says with all of it, all of who we are, we're to love God with every ounce, 100% all the time. And here's a cool thing that happens when we do that. God responds to that. God responds, he responds to that in an amazing way. When we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, he responds to it. And here's a, here's a verse in John chapter 3, verse 34. He's, this verse is talking about Jesus. It says, For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. God loves to pour himself out, loves to give himself to us. In fact, I'm gonna, we're going to end on this. And uh, let's see. I need four volunteers. Two, three, four. Come on up here. Great. You guys love to be embarrassed? All right, we're not going to embarrass you. Come on up here. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We have, we have four coffee cups. I'm going to give one to each of you. So stand in a line here. Turn around and show the cup. Here, you're stand, standing next. You're next in line. You get that one. You get this one. And you get that one. Okay. So you guys kind of see them mostly? Okay. So this cup, what's your name? Sadie. Sadie. Hi, Sadie. Sadie's holding a coffee cup with a lid on it with a stopper in it, okay? And so this one here, what's your name? Lydia. She's got a, cu- a cup with a lid, no stopper, but just a little, little hole, right? The little sip, sip hole, okay. And then what's your name? Riley. Hi, Riley. What a coincidence. My name's Brian. Okay, so this cup doesn't have a lid on it at all, um, but inside are some creamers. All right, some creamers. We got, oh, they're all half and half, okay? And then what's your name? Hi, Kelly. Callie. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Good. So no lid, completely open, all right? So all of us are one of these cups. Some of us are here today, and we're the, we're the cup over here, and we've got a lid on us, and we've got a stopper in the hole. And we are closed off to God. We haven't approached God. Maybe we followed him in the past, but something's happened. We're closed up, and God wants to pour into our lives, but we're not open to receiving what he's wanting to give us. Some of us are this cup here where we got a lid on things. We're kind of closed up, but we got a little bit of space. We got a little bit of a hole where God can pour his spirit into us. We're just open up a little bit. And then some of us are here. We don't have a lid. God can pour into us, no problem, but we filled our lives with other things that are competing with God that are filling up our lives more than God. So there's not as much space maybe in our life as there should be. And then there's, there's Callie. Callie, right? Totally open life, totally emptied, ready for God to fill them up 100%. Now, if we were honest with ourselves, which, when, which cup do you think most of us are, maybe fall into, if we've grown up and we know the Lord, right? I would say, yeah, this one, right? Most of us, this one, we don't, we don't have a lid. We're open to the things of God, but we got things going on in our life. Let's see, let's see, let's see how this works here. Come on here, let's, let's do a little experiment. We got, come over here, bring your cup with you, and here, whatever hand you are, grab that pitcher. Now, don't dump. No, grab the pitcher. Just kidding. Come on over, over the bowl, because we're going to spill. Put your cup over the bowl. Yep, and then try, don't pour, try to get some in there. Go ahead, try. You're not going to get anything in there. Why? Oh, you're smart. It's closed off. Good job. Hey, school pays off. Okay, now let's, let's have you go next. You pour. Let's see what you can get in there. You're getting a little something, maybe? 
Yeah, just a little bit. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, good job. All right, you can, and after you pour your cup, you can have a seat. Okay, and then let's see what you got. Okay, good, good, good. You got, you got a cup. It's pretty full, but boy, it could, it, could have a, it could have about half more in it than it does, okay? And then let's look at yours full. Fill it up. Look at that. Full, 100%. Woo! God pours into you. You're full. Good job. All right, thank you very much. So here's, here's what we're looking at. Guys, the ball is in your court. God is always ready. He's always at work. He's always pouring into us. The ball's on our court. What cup are we going to be? Are we going to be one that's totally closed off to God? Because he's got so much he wants to give you. Are, are we going to do you leave a little bit of space for God? Are we going to be in the area where we're living God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength? And his response to that is we're fully, we're in a position in that, when we're in that place where we're fully open to God. And, and I would say if you're this one, which most of us are, this weekend, whatever this creamer is for you, that's taking up space in your life that where God belongs, chuck it. Let's get it out. Reality is, is probably, to, to be real with you, we're not going to be able to take out all the creamers all the time. But let's be taking them out consistently. Oop, time to take that one out. One falls back in, take it out, we're done. Does that make sense? The ball is in your court, guys. God is ready, and here's what he does. It says, pour his without measure. And without measure means he'll pour until it overflows. Just keeps pouring. God always has more for you. He always has more to give of himself to you. And all we got to do is be open. So you need to decide, God, how open you're going to be. My prayer is that you're fully, fully open. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We thank you that, God, that we, we want to love you with all everything that we are. And that today that we will, that even if we don't fully know how, that we would at least engage with you and, and say, Lord, teach me. Show me how to love you better. Help me remove the things in my life that's keeping me from doing that. Help me to have the courage to step forward and do this for real in my life. Because God, I love the response that you have to us. When we love you with that love, you just pour into us. Unrestrained, uninhibited, without measure. You pour into us. And God, my response to you with that is praise and worship and thankfulness and gratitude. And thank you, oh great God, that you love us so very much. And I pray that we would love you without measure in return. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.